might be November, it might have already snowed, but today is a beautiful day. I walked outside without my jacket zipped up. It was beautiful. But that doesn't even matter. You know what really matters? Sports. Illinois Valley, we have high school playoffs in full effect today. I'm going to make this intro really short because I have two awesome interviews I want you guys to listen to. One is with Ashley Hegby, senior at LaSalle, Peru. Just went to the state cross-country meet last weekend, so last Saturday, and medaled. And then this Saturday, she's in the swimming pool as LaSalle, Peru is in the sectional at East Moline. It's actually the United sectional in East Moline. LaSalle, Peru is there, and there she's ready. She's definitely ready. She knows it's really tough to get into state in swimming because it is only one class instead of, you know, how every other sport is set up. But she's ready to have fun and, you know, go out with a bang in what could be her last swimming meet. So that will be an awesome interview. Or it was an awesome interview, but it'll be awesome for you to listen to. Also happening today, football. Class 2A, Fieldcrest, number 2 seed, 11-0, still undefeated, but they're in the quarterfinals against Clifton Central, who is the number three seed, but they are also undefeated. The game starts at 3.30, Fieldcrest. This will probably be up around 2.45, 3 o'clock. I know you might not be able to get to listen to it before the game, but you can listen to it on the way home or in the future. But on the way home will be some good listening material. The winner of this game will be one of the final four teams in Class 2A which means they are in the state tournament. State has two games, the semifinal and a state championship. So Fieldcrest, in all honesty, is three games away from bringing home a state title. That would be amazing. Everybody in Fieldcrest, Minook, Dana, all the little towns and schools that go to the co-op of Fieldcrest High School, that'd be amazing. I, I wish that, I hope they do it. I wanna see that happen. That'd be amazing. We did get to speak to senior left tackle Cam. His last name starts with a W, and it is really hard to say. But Cam was a gentleman, and he said it for me, so I didn't brutalize his name because I don't want to do that. So he said it for us. We appreciate that. Cam, senior left tackle, that offensive line for Fieldcrest is ready to make some blocks and let Kenton, Castro John, run all over Clifton Central. That kid's a beast. He is a stud. In the first playoff game, he ran for 193 yards. That's just a little bit of what he can do. Just just, just a little bit. But Kenton was on episode 8 with us. So Cam will also be on the show. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play Ashley's interview after I'm done with this intro. And then I'm going to go straight into Cam's. And then I'm going to play the, the exit intro song. So this is all you're going to hear of me because I'd rather you hear them because... They were pretty, pretty solid interviews. I had a lot of fun. Also going on today, I could not get a Princeton representative. You know, it's, it's busy. It's a busy time for everybody. But Princeton football team is in the 3A quarterfinals. The Tigers are the number one seed at 10-1 going up against number five, Paxton Buckley Loda. That's, that's a heck of a co-op name. They are 9-2. It is going on right now. It started at 1 o'clock. And actually, Ashley and LP are in the sectional swimming meet right now. It also began at 1 o'clock. So hopefully you guys can catch this on your way home. 
hopefully it's all in good spirits as we had great performances in the swimming pool and good, not good, great, fantastic wins on the football field. That's, that's the plan, right? Hopefully that's what happens. Yeah, so Princeton, Fieldcrest in the quarterfinals, LP in the sectional swimming meet. It's awesome. Good stuff going on on this Saturday. Please share with your friends, your family, anybody that you know that listens to podcasts, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. We always appreciate it. I'm Brandon Lachance. Usually, sometimes, hopefully more often, we have co-host Tony Milas with us. But it's us two guys trying to bring in the best sports talk we can, whether it's national or local. Catch us on Spotify and iTunes, Apple Music, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. We have a Facebook page, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and Twitter, Edge of Your CP. If you want to contact us, we have an email, edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Brian Cavelli, for the intro song. And yeah, I'll let you guys get to the interviews. Have a great weekend. Probably, there's no probably, we will be back on Monday. We'll have a show on Monday. So, until then, peace. State tournaments for fall sports are wrapping up. Things have already concluded. Things are still happening. It's that crazy time of the year. You know, you're in between. Things like golf and tennis have wrapped up and swimming is still going on. Now, basketball starting and all the the winter sports. We have an athlete with us who just finished the sport and is now going into the playoffs for another one. Ashley Heggie from LaSalle, Peru. How are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I am doing well. Thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> so, with the intro, let's talk about that. So, you are a cross-country runner. Yeah. And you are also on the swim team. Yep. <laughs> so, cross-country state was last weekend. And yep. <laughs> and sectionals for swimming is tomorrow. Yeah, so it works out pretty good. So I get cross-country all out of the way, and then I go on to swim sectionals and maybe state. We'll see. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about cross-country. This is your senior year, correct? Yes. All right. And how many years did you go to the state tournament for cross-country? Um, I went last year and this year, and last year was actually my first season. So I made it all my years I've been in it, so... <laughs> So two years, two trips to state. Yep. Just talk about that and being able to do that. I mean, your first two years while, you know, other runners from other teams, they they put in all four years and things like that. Some of them might not get the chance to go, but you were only on the team for two years and you made it both years. Just talk about that feeling and what that means to you. Oh, yeah. It just, I mean, it's really awesome because I know that all my hard work has paid off because obviously balancing two sports has been a little time consuming, but it really, um, helps each other kind of so it's both aerobic based sports so i know last year i was focusing more on swim so to make state last year was even more special being my first season and not even focusing that much on the running but this year i had like higher expectations for myself than to just make state and i wanted to uh, actually place and get all state as uh this year's goal i guess and you did the meddling yes i did <laughs> what place did you finish I finished 17th, so my goal was top 20, but my like reach goal was top 15, so I kind of in between that. Awesome. So where is the medal hang- hanging now? 
Um, it's by my other two from track. I have like a picture frame of my relay from the first time I went. So they hang around that on my uh, wall. Perfect. Perfect. Talk about that feeling. I mean, so you've done it three times now standing on that podium or, you know, being in consider, I guess if there's 17, I don't know how I've honestly never been across country state. I think I've been to, to state in almost every other sport, but I haven't in cross country. So just talk about that, being in that group with people that you know are, everybody's getting a medal and you're one of those people. You're one of the best in the state. Just talk about that feeling. Yeah, so it's really great because um, obviously cross country is a lot different from track because track, it's split up. So all the distance runners, you know, you focus on like probably one or two events, but cross country, everyone's together. So to be against like the best of the best in distance running and even the two-way race was actually had the fastest runner of the whole state in it. Um, she was a freshman, so that was just really cool to be running against some the top of the nation, even. Awesome. Who was the uh, the freshman fastest runner you're talking about? Uh, her name's Tatum David. I forget which school she's from, but she's like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> crazy fast. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime, you know, getting ready for cross country, what are some things that you do to get ready for the season? Are you putting in more miles? Are you watching your diet? What are you doing to make sure that you are the caliber of runner to get to state? This year, at least, I increased my mileage a ton. Like, I I, I look back, uh, track my miles. So, last year, I was running, like, only, like, 40 miles a month with the swimming. And this year, I bumped it up to, like, 115 a month. Um, and then, I've always been someone who's, like, a big believer in just, like, getting a lot of sleep. So, I'll go to bed at 10.30 every night, no matter what. Even if I have homework, I'll just go to bed and make sure I get rest. Still talking about cross-country. LaSalle, Peru has a pretty long history of great cross-country runners. Mm-hmm. Just off the top of my head, Megan Krolak, Leslie Rocha. Of course, Rachel Hickey has been, you know, one of the best runners that a lot of people talk about. And you're putting your name in with that group. Just just talk about that. I mean, that's got to feel good for you. LaSalle Peru has been around for a very long time. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, obviously, we all come from the same coach. John Beatty, got to give him a shout-out. Uh, I think... Uh, he just does a great job of just creating like a really fun and positive environment and always like encouraging us to have fun, but also work hard. And so I think that's helped a lot with like, at least for me, because I went into joining running again, just to like try something new and have a lot of fun. So I think being with that group of runners is really special, especially going on to college, just like they have to ISU, like all of them have gone through at least at one point. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. All, all of them did go to ISU to at least start off with, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Want to jump, uh, get through the high school stuff first. Not get through, but, you know, talk about it. We got to celebrate yeah. the high school years before you know yeah. it, high school's over. Yeah, for real. It's catching up right now. <laughs> uh, you do, You mentioned John Beatty. I've talked to John Beatty quite a few times. Just talk about him as a coach and what he does to, I don't know if it's motivation. There's not really, so running is not an X's and O's sports. There's no writing on a chalkboard or screen or anything like that to design a play or, you know, you need to do this. What is it about him that he is generating these runners or helping these runners do what they need to do to succeed? Um, honestly, I think, obviously, he's very encouraging, uh, creates a really good environment overall for everyone on the team, but also we have a really, like, set-out schedule that we follow, like, week by week, that we know exactly, like, what, like, type of workout at least we're going to do, so we have, like, a hill day, a workout day, and then some longer runs, and it's just, I think that is really, like, helpful, 
overall. He's got it down at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. He's turning out state runners yeah. very easily. Just to let everybody know, where is the the running for uh, state cross country? Um, it's down at Detweiler Park in Peoria. It's been there for like 50 years, I think now is what it was this year. Yeah, I think it was 50. Yeah, so it's around the park. <laughs> How does Detweiler, I mean, you hear runners talk about it all the time, sometimes good, sometimes bad, sometimes this, sometimes that. What are your thoughts on that course? I really like that course, actually. It's probably like my second favorite after the course we do uh, county meet at. It's a golf course, it's really flat, but uh, Detweiler is really special, especially for the state meet, just because it's really um, good for spectators to cheer because you can run back and forth, and it's pretty crazy. So it's really good for cheering and just, uh, yeah, it's a pretty flat course. I like it. I have never ran it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Gotta get down there. (laughs) Yeah, not a runner. So you weren't the only Cavalier to go to Detweiler. Logan Johnson... Cavalier runner made it to state as well. Just talk about that feeling. I don't know how often it is that a lady Cav and a Cav both make it down there at the same year. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It's it's always good to have someone down there with you. And even we go to run the course the week before. So, I mean, he was there last year too. So we were used, both used to it and both like looking to improve upon last year because we were both so new to it last year. Just training with the guys all year too. Um, it's really good to see both of our hard work pay off agreed i want to give logan a shout out shout out to him congratulations on a great year and cross country courses but now cross country is over and the whole fall you have been doing cross country and swimming at the same time how have you managed to do two sports be a student athlete and everything else that goes on in a teenager's life well i have a pretty uh solid schedule I've planned out for myself. I always look what I'm going to do ahead of the season, but I also kind of play it day by day with how I feel. So I usually swim on Monday and Friday mornings. I'll run every day and then I'll swim basically whenever I feel like it after cross country. So I'll always bring my swim back. And then I just do my schoolwork when I get home and Pretty much, I'm pretty relaxed about everything. I'm never really too stressed. Most people are kind of surprised when I say that, but I've kind of figured it out uh, over the last couple of years. Yeah, after a while, I guess if you get in a routine like that, it comes pretty normal, right? Yeah, for sure. Talk about that swimming pool in the East Gym. Every time I go in there, it's like a sauna. Yeah, (laughs) actually, it's been kind of cold the last few days. I've been like freezing uh, because we've been getting out so much, but... I remember when I was coming back to high school swim, I knew the pool wasn't the best, but I'm actually grown to like not hate it as much, I guess. <laughs> it's a pool. It's uh, 25 yards, same as any regular pool. So yeah, it gets the job done. <laughs> Some high schools, you know, have a, a pool, you know, a similar size of like a YMCA, stuff like that. Uh, do they call it an Olympic size pool or what's the wording here? many high schools have olympic size pools because those are 50 meters okay but yeah i mean they're obviously obviously some have way nicer pools than uh, lps but (laughs) but like you said it gets the job done yeah pretty much (laughs) is it is it weird like when you go from meet to meet if you're at home and then you go somewhere else like to a decalb or to a byron or or something like that i've never been to their pools but are they longer and is it kind of weird getting used to the difference of the pools not really, because, I mean, they're all the same length, first of all, but, uh, okay. I mean, their blocks are way nicer. That's the one thing we're always excited about. Yeah, I, I think we're, we've all been swimming long enough on the team that we are used to traveling to different pools and stuff, so. 
Okay. I didn't mean to sound like an idiot, but for some odd reason, I thought the, the LaSalle Peru pool was smaller than most other school pools. It's smaller in that it doesn't have as many lanes as the other ones. Because we only have four, and they usually have six or eight. So that's what it was. It's not yeah, length, so it was width. It's width, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I just understood it wrong when people were talking about the pool. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. It, it's common. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Season... Is, is starting to wind down. Sectionals are tomorrow. Just talk. I mean, thanks again. I mean, you have a very important day tomorrow and you're sitting here talking with me about sports and stuff like that. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we just had our team dinner tonight to carb load for tomorrow. I think that meets at like one. So we get to sleep in, which is really nice. I'm just kind of focusing on having fun at my last high school meet. Most likely my last high school meet because, I mean, I haven't been swimming as much as I probably should have if I wanted to do, like, the best I could do. But I think I definitely have my endurance background down from running. And I'm doing longer events because I'm doing the 200 free and the 500 free. So I'm just going to hope that my running endurance comes into play and my Monday morning practices help with those. (laughs) Now, you said, uh, we'll go back to the swimming, but you said, you know, carbs at you know, a dinner with the team, what were you guys eating? Pasta? Yep, spaghetti, bread, and cookies. <laughs> lots of cookies? Yes, lots of cookies. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of cookies? Chocolate chip that our coach's wife makes. They were really good. <laughs> Chocolate chip is the only cookie. All the rest of them don't even exist. Cookies are probably my favorite food, so I like all cookies. <laughs> That's your favorite food, cookies? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That is weird that you say that because, like I said, I've seen you before. You are fairly skinny. So, yeah. <laughs> you're, it's you're, all the swimming and the running. It helps. Is that why you got into it so you could work off the cookies? That's what my dad says. He says, never give up uh, running or swimming because you're going to be 300 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> What's your dad's name? Uh, Eric. <laughs> I just want to give Eric a shout out for being a smart man, a wise man, too. Father Hagee quotes. <laughs> Father Hagee quotes. If I knew him, or I'm going to meet him and ask him if I can use that as a segment for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Father Hagee quotes. I like it. So back to swimming. There really isn't classes in swimming. No, there's not. Which That's pretty much unlike any other state in the country. And uh, swimming in Illinois is probably one of the top, if not the top in uh, the country. So it's definitely really hard when your uh, time standards are junior national qualifying times. So it's really a big deal to make state in Illinois. Kind of elaborated on that with classes. I mean, football has eight classes. Basketball has four classes. Pretty much every sport. Tennis went into classes, I think, two years ago. So not having classes, that means every swimmer in Illinois are grouped together in the same class and you have to beat the best of the best. Going into swimming and knowing how tough, you know, high school competitions are like that. And then to know that there's no classes and to go to state or something like that, you're swimming the best. What were your thoughts about that going into the sport and especially, you know, your junior and senior year? Oh, well, I actually was on a team in Bloomington up until my sophomore year. So, I mean, I have a, little, I have a lot of experience actually swimming with some, like, top-level athletes. I, had, I was on a team with girls who made world championship teams and stuff. I obviously followed the swimming world a lot, so I knew it would be tough to compete with that. So I was just going more into it to have fun for high school and kind of, like, be involved in my school more than just um, looking to qualify for state because I know it was so difficult. With running and swimming, I mean, these are things that – you know, I could do tomorrow. 
you know, Johnny down the block could do tonight if he really wanted to. What is the mentality or what does it take to be like, okay, this is not just a hobby anymore. This is something that I want to do competitively, or this is a sport that I want to do in high school and maybe continue in college. What is the trigger? What makes that happen? I've just always been like a really like, I guess, driven person competition wise. I mean, my family is always really competitive, and but I've also always really just like loved to do it. Like I've never not wanted to go to practice. Like I look forward to practice more than even like meets usually. I'm, I just, yeah, I just really love to do it, I guess. And it helps me just balance my life. I, I mean, I'm a good student. I'm top of my class. So I think it's helped me in like other areas of my life, just stay focused and just, it balances together a lot. Top of your class, you valedictorian? Um, maybe we're shooting for it. <laughs> so you're, so you're up there. You're at least in consideration. Yeah, I was number one going into senior year. So we're, we're trying to hold on. <laughs> if you don't mind, what's your GPA? Oh, uh, 5.0 on a weighted scale. 5.0? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> wow. Wow. Congratulations. I know how much work that takes. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so a state court, wow, I'm just blown away by this. So a state medalist in cross country possible valedictorian with a 5.0 GPA. I say that again, 5.0 GPA. <laughs> Swimming, you're going to sectionals, you know, hopes of going to state, we know it's difficult. And then track, you've already won a couple medals and are looking to win more. Yes. <laughs> wow, that is awesome. So, <laughs> thanks. So you didn't, you didn't set any goals for yourself or anything, huh? No. <laughs> yeah, I try, try to. <laughs> <laughs> very cool, very cool. Let's let's uh, get into track real quick. Um, hopefully I get to speak to you again if, if you'd love to join us. That would be amazing. But going into state, so last year did you win two medals or was it last year and as a sophomore? Last year and as a sophomore. Last year I, I got the uh, 800 and then the year before that was in the 4x8 relay. Okay, and what places were those again? Uh, fifth was the individual eight and third for the relay. So now you have three state medals, shooting for more. What are you going to try to do uh, track-wise this year? What events? Probably focus on the 800 and the mile again, like last year. I made uh, individual state in both of those, but also we're trying to get our four by eight relay down again. How many years did you go to state in track? Uh, two. This will be my third year in track. So you have only been on the track team for two years and went to state both years? Yes. Sometimes I ask this to, to athletes, especially, I mean, you've only been running for two years, made it to state both years, medal. You've only been in track, this will be your third year, but two years in the books, only two years that you've done it, and you medal. You know, you, you talked about your competitive drive. Is there like role models that, you know, pushed you to get like that? Was there, you know, did you see a famous athlete that made you, you know, want to push to be like them? What is it at, a, at the high school level that you want to succeed where, I mean, there's tons of other kids who are at home playing video games or they have a job or things like that. What was it that, you know, made you want to do what you're doing? Well, I think in the past, I was always so like results driven that it actually kind of that was the reason I kind of stopped swimming as much as I did. So I shifted my focus from just like doing like what I want to do and what I enjoy. So I obviously always look to better myself from the year before. So like from cross country going from 58th to 17th. So I, it's more 
not someone who is pushing me, but it's like myself wanting to just get better. And I obviously, like, I set on doing something in college, so that always drove me to work hard too. So you decided to go to ISU. Mm-hmm. Was there any other colleges in the in the running, or were you just like, hey, that's a good run, a uh, good running, good athletic school. That's where I want to go. Actually, my other like my top two were Loyola in Chicago and then ISU. I actually really liked Loyola just from like a school standpoint a little bit more, but um, ISU their whole like environment and. Uh, their coaches, the girls, I just felt like it was a way better fit for me, like, as a transition into college, and I'm really excited to go there. (laughs) We had mentioned Rachel Hickey before. Hickey is at ISU tearing it up. Did she have any part in this? Did she talk you into it? Oh, well, she actually uh, talked me into doing track again my sophomore year, so she's probably started this all. I'll give her that shout out. I always tell her that. So she kind of just started it all, and then last year, after my cross-country season, she was hyping me up to her coaches, and that kind of started off my like uh, recruitment to ISU, so that helped a lot, and it worked out. So what do you do for fun with all the sports and school and all that other stuff? What do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? I run for fun. No. <laughs> On my weekends, I do this thing called bullet journaling, where you basically make your own planner. So it's like doodling and drawing. Helps me plan out my week, too, so that's fun. Um, I like playing with my dogs. I used to read a lot, but I don't have time as much anymore, so just kind of stopped that. Yeah, pretty much hang out with friends. Gotcha. What are your dogs' names, and what kind of dogs are they? They are both golden girls. They're eight and two, uh, Lily and Teddy. Did you say they were golden poodles? Golden doodles, yeah. They're golden retriever poodle mix. I have never heard of that before. You should look them up. They're adorable. <laughs> golden doodles. Yes. I like the name. A <laughs> couple things that I was going to ask you about and then I kind of skipped over, so I'm going to go back to you real quick. When you go to ISU, what are you going to major in? What do you uh, what do you plan on doing professionally? I'm going into accounting with um, a double major in accounting and environmental science because I want to go on to law school for environmental law and work in like sustainable energy somehow. That's a good field to get into, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I've been a big on like looking at the environmental impact of things, and so I want to help out with that in the future. I think it's definitely going to be needed. <laughs> yeah, I think it's needed now. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot forget this. In the swimming pool, you are not the only Heggy. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so you have been swimming all year with, it's your sister, right? Yes. Sophomore Peyton? Yep, Peyton. <laughs> Did she swim as a freshman? Yes, she swam since I started, basically. <laughs> okay, just talk about that. I mean, not a lot of, you know, siblings get to be in sports together, or if they do, you know, it's not on the, the same varsity level, or they're not at the same, you know, level of competition, things like that. But she's a pretty good swimmer, you're a pretty good swimmer, and for the Lady Cavaliers, you guys have racked up a lot of points the last couple of years. Yeah, so it's it's really fun having Peyton on the team. We're really close. We've always been close. So, I mean, she's basically one of my best friends. She's in my friend groups. Um, the other is a lot of fun. Sometimes we might get on each other's nerves because I always like to uh, keep mo- the workouts moving along, and she likes to take a little bit of rest. But, yeah, it's really fun having her. It's fun watching her. I always get super nervous when she's swimming, and especially tomorrow will be nerve-wracking because she is – 
seated first in both of her events. So hoping that she makes state. That would be awesome. If, yeah, it if would. You, if you can't have – so talk about that. If you didn't make state but your sister did, what would your feelings or thoughts about that be? I would be super excited because I've been wanting to go watch a – I should say state swim meet for like four years. And you can only – go watch it with like family passes because it's so packed so i'll be super excited for who to go yeah you gotta have like a ticket or something right yeah it, it's like they do a raffle for seating too because it's just so crazy you get like two passes per swimmer so there are a lot of people there i've never been in that one either personally but i've seen photos and, and things like that there's a lot of people there yeah it's it's insane up there <laughs> Well, Ashley, thank you very much. I wish you the best tomorrow in the swimming pool. And congrats. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. And congrats on a great You're not done yet. You still got you still got a, you know, a couple seasons here. Yes. <laughs> but congrats on a great, you know, career at LaSalle Peru. Hopefully we get to speak again. Yeah, thank you. Playoff football still going strong. We are in the quarterfinals. And Fieldcrest and Class 2A is still alive. I am joined by Knight's senior left tackle, Cam. Cam, I am not going to be mean and brutalize your name because I would. Introduce yourself, Cam. Hi, I'm Cam Milashowski. Does your name get beat up a lot? Oh, yeah, definitely. A lot of people mispronounce it. <laughs> it is. I looked at it and I'm like, I'm going to call him Cam and then he can say his last name. Yep. <laughs> so, number two seed, Fieldcrest, against number three seed, Clifton Central. You both are undefeated on the season, 11-0. and 0. This is not going to be an easy game. Yeah, definitely. They're a well-rounded team, more of a passing team. We're going to have to play a good game in the secondary and shut down their run early so we can focus on the pass mostly. Are you, when you say stop the run, are you on the offensive line and defensive line? Yeah, I play some defensive line, not not a ton, but a little bit. All right. When you do get in there, what uh, where are you at on the line? Mostly playing D tackle. So kind of the same spot that you went on the offensive line, just on the other side of the ball. Yep. Have you guys watched a lot of tape of Clifton Central? Yeah, we've had we've watched quite a bit of film on them, so we know their tendencies. Just talk about how important film is. I know some people. Or some players, coaches are not into it. Some are all about it. Where do you stand and how important is it? I mean, I think film's huge to, so you know what the other team's going to do. Based off, I mean, certain formations, it'll completely get away what a team's going to do. So, I mean, by not studying that, that's just something that you could do to better your team and you're losing out on that opportunity. So with Fieldcrest, you guys are kind of a, I would say, maybe not 50-50, but where do you think the split is with your passing and running game for most of the season? I'd say most of the season this year we've switched over to running the ball more. With Kenton, Caster down back there, I mean, he's a power-dominant back. And then with the experience our offensive line has, it's really kind of switched us over to a more run-heavy offense this year. How is it for blocking for a running back like Kenton Casterjohn? I mean, like you said, he's a power back, but he's got some speed to him, and he's been able to rack up tons of yards this season. Oh, yeah, it's definitely sweet to be able to block for somebody. That, that caliber of player, you know, he's, gonna, he's able to just keep going. It takes multiple people to bring him down. I mean, it's definitely sweet to have that. And then talk about um, blocking for the quarterback. Like I said, you guys have been able to pass the ball, too. Uh, you have Jackson Kusick. Yep. Last week, he had a huge catch against Elgin St. Edward. One-handed grab. 
I mean, that was sweet to see. I mean, probably one of the best catches a lot of people have ever seen in person. Definitely. He's a he's a great athlete. I think he's only a junior, right? Yep. Yeah, so he's got another year. And then talk about your quarterback. I mean, uh, from what I've seen, it seems like he can move around the pocket when it's starting to collapse on him, and he's been able to get the ball out. Yeah, we've uh, switched up our quarterbacks. Well, I mean, they, they both still play. Uh, just some do different than others, Matt. Uh, he's more of a pocket passer. And then Corey, he's getting in there to speed. He's able to, you know, escape the pocket and throw the ball on the run and get that first down on his legs if you need it. Does having two quarterbacks, does that uh, does that guys help you kind of fool the defense? They don't know what they're going to get and when they're going to get it? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, most teams, you know, they only have one quarterback. Somebody goes down or, you know, they're pretty much screwed. But a team like us, you know, something happens, we got somebody else to count on. So Definitely. And what are the last names? It's Matt Lorton, correct? Matt Lorton and Corey Land, yep. And it's Jackson Kusick McKay. Yep, he's the wideout. He's the wideout. So talk about, you know, you said an experienced offensive line. With you being a senior, how many seniors are on the line? So there's three seniors on the line and four returning starters from last year. We turned everybody except for our center. And it's been huge. Our chemistry as a team just gotten so much better from an offensive line standpoint from last year. I mean, we saw what we could do last year. We just gotten so much better this year. And then to have Kenton as a running back, I mean, that just makes it so much better. I always hear, I hear about communication on the line and, you know, this and that. How important is it really? Like, if you are not communicating, what are the difference between not communicating and communicating? What makes it gel so much better? So, I mean, when you're not communicating, you're going to end up missing blocks. And to be able to communicate with uh, the person next to you is huge so we both know who you got. I mean, without that, you're going to let so many other people through. And when you say communicating, what do you mean? Are you just pointing out... You know, where people are coming from? Are you telling them where, you know, a formation? What is the communication? What is it really? What are you saying to each other? Well, mostly just saying, like, who we're going to get, where we're going, just making sure that we both know what we're doing or all of us know what we're doing. Okay, so kind of like you know the play, you know which block you're supposed to pick up. Yeah, and I mean, stuff changes. Teams, you know, go through different defensive formations throughout the game. I mean, it's something we try to work on, you know, as much as we can in practice, but you can't see everything in practice always. Nothing. I mean, it never compares to what the game's like. Yeah, talk about um, you know, going eleven and zero on the season, a tough quarterfinal game. You guys win this game. You're in the state tournament. You know, a Final Four team in Class Two A. So just talk about going eleven and zero and what that means, and kind of building like we're talking about communication and stuff. But that kind of builds a brotherhood between all of you. I mean, going eleven and zero. I mean, it's sweet so far, but and we know that we still got to keep going. We can't stop here if we want to win a state title get along so well together. And compared to like every other team I've played on the last three years, this is the best team that we've had. And as far as everybody just gets along, they able to communicate with each other. And I think that just shows a long way. I know I had Kenton mention the guys who are on the line. So who are your brothers in arms on the offensive line that, you know, you shared this bond with on the line? So we got, I'm at left tackle, and then Nathan Falk's our left guard. And then at center is Ethan Johnson. Right guard's Jordan Hochecker. And right tackle is Travis Sunken. And then um, Blake Bratt plays tight end. So 11-0, quarterfinal, 3.30 Saturday. I'm talking to you Friday night, but this is probably going to go up Saturday. Talk about the difference between Friday night games and Saturday games. Is there any difference at all, or is it just, hey, it's a football game? Yeah, there's definitely a difference. I mean, we played a Saturday game uh, midway through our season, week five. We went to Carthage, Illinois. It was like three hours away. We took a uh, charter bus, 
And it's definitely different. You, and you come out, you got to come out ready. I don't know, people just get laid back after a long bus ride and, and they're just not as focused as you are. It's like Friday night. And then you have school all day and then you're, you're thinking about the game all day. It's just not the same. Also, I, w- I always wonder about this too, especially in, in playoffs when you get to this level. So there's already that, you know, determination. You want to win to get to the next level. You want to go to especially, I mean, you want to be in the state tournament or the one of the final four in state. But there's always that thing with rival games that, you know, usually bring out the best of the competition, the drive, the, you know, adrenaline rushes, things like that. What do you say about going to a team like Clifton Central? You guys don't really know except from tape. You don't really play them, you know, things like that. Is it, are you guys just going off the adrenaline of being in the playoffs and knowing that this is going to state? There's really no rivalry thing there to, to, to fuel you? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, you know, a pride thing too. You don't want to, you don't want that to be your last week. You know, both teams are fighting for the same goal in the end, but you kind of just get a feel from what the team's like off the film too. So you're going to, you're going to know like, just like who you want to go after. Um, I mean, they have a big line, but. I don't think that they've played anybody like we have. I mean, we play in a good conference. But, I mean, that being said, I mean, they're a good team, too. They play good teams throughout the season and in the postseason. Just because you brought that up, you know, the heart of Illinois Conference has a, a couple really, really tough teams. You guys are obviously included in this. But Gibson City, Melvin Sibley, and then you got uh, Tri-Valley teams like that. Just talk about, you know, 11-0 record and being able to get through teams like that when – you know, usually three or four of you guys are state-ranked or associated press-ranked every year. Talk about, you know, being able to beat them this year. Yeah, I mean, we, so, starting off the year, you look at our schedule, I mean, we really didn't have a week off. We came out, and the first week we played Reed Custom, and they were, a, they were a pretty good team, and then um, and then we got a week four, we played Gibson City, the number one-ranked team, and to beat them was huge. I mean, it kind of defined our, defined our season for us, you know, what we wanted to keep doing. After that, it kind of, you know, we all let us know what we could do if we keep working hard. And then week eight, we came and played Eureka and played a close game and came out on top of that one. It was just reassurance for us of what we could do if we just keep going. I keep saying week one. I don't know why I do that. I always do that. (laughs) So round one of the playoffs, you guys go up against West Carroll, who's known as a running team. They get up 8 nothing, but you guys are able to battle back. You win 28. Do you remember what the score was last week against uh, Elgin St. Edwards? 35-14. You get down 8 nothing in the first game, battle back 28, get the win. Then Elgin St. Edward, you get a, a pretty solid win, you know, a two-score win there. How does that build momentum, especially going into a monumental game like this? Our first week against West Carroll, they had a big play on their first offensive play, and they, uh, Scored and went up eight nothing, and then midway through the second quarter, we scored and it was six to eight. Offensively, we were doing good, moving the ball. We just had penalties to build up. We knew we'd eventually punch it in, and we ended up our defense had some caused for some turnovers in the second half, and we capitalized on those and ended up scoring a few more times. And then last week, our offense, we got the ball first. We kind of stalled out a few times, and then we finally took one, ran one down. And then our defense just plays good the rest of the game, pretty much only let up a few plays. All right. Is there any, like, uh, pregame rituals that you do or anything like that to get you psyched up for a game? Not really. I mean, just always listen to pump-up songs before. Just try to get excited, excited as I can and calm down. Usually just listen to, like, Eminem before every game. Eminem? Yep. Nice. His uh, his older stuff or new stuff? Mainly older stuff. 
It's kind of weird that you say Eminem. I mean, I listened to Eminem when I was in high school and stuff. We're talking early 2000s. So for him to still be listened to in 2019, that's got to say a lot about his music. Oh, yeah, definitely. What is it, what is it about Eminem that you like? Uh, I mean, I think it's just motivational music. Just how he speaks from what he experienced through his life. And then, I don't know, it just pumps me up. Awesome. Very cool. All right. Well, that was all I had for you, Cam. Thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. All right. Sounds good. Thank you.